Hi, I'm Ann Frazier, and welcome to another edition of Bringing Hope to Alzheimer's. And I'm sitting today with my good friend, Amanda Morris. She is a nurse practitioner, and you have had a passion for functional medicine, integrative medicine, but uh, you also have been a registered nurse for 13 years, mm -hmm. and you've kind of been in the functional medicine era for about six years, is mm -hmm. that correct? Mm -hmm. And she is also one of the members on our gala committee, mm -hmm. right? Yes. So tell me, first of all, why you got involved in the gala, and then we're gonna talk a little bit more about um, your functional medicine side. Okay, so. let's do it. Um, so we met obviously in our networking group, right? Mm -hmm. So when when I joined, I was kind of in transition. You mentioned I've been an RN for 13 years, but I've been a nurse practitioner for the last seven years. And so as I got more into integrative health and in the traditional healthcare system, I was like, I cannot do this anymore. So when I came into our networking group and when we met, I was in this big transition of, I've worked at my clinic for 15 years and starting my own clinic, which has been been like a crazy whirlwind. So you met me in a very crazy time. And so, but when I found out about the gala and your story with Alzheimer's and your family and, and everything, that's obviously something we talk about a lot is cognitive health. And so I was like, I want to be a part of it. And so um, I, I anticipate being able to give a lot more to the group this next year, just because it was such a crazy time. But yeah, so that's kind of how we met and that's been yeah, fun. I know. And you did a great job. So thank, thank you, you. For, for, for being on the team and all that you put into it, because it's a lot. Um, share with our listeners a little bit about um, integrative and functional medicine. What's the difference between them and, and which one do you practice and how? So this is, this is a funny question because I actually don't love the term functional medicine. We probably talked about this a little bit. I have this like beef with that term for a handful of reasons. Number one is why is functional medicine even called that? Like why isn't all medicine just find the root cause of something, figure out why it's happening and help fix it. Um, and so just to be somebody that works in functional medicine and it's so taboo and it's so like, uh, you know, some people, it has a negative connotation, especially in the healthcare field. You're like, functional medicine's over here and you're kind of weird and you do weird stuff, woo -woo. which woo -woo. really it's not because talking about nutrition isn't really that weird. Um, or you're over here doing conventional medicine, which is just Band-Aid. It's sick care and we need it. Um, we need that. Absolutely. But um, at the same time, it's just like, I just, I don't understand why it's so taboo. And then the other reason why I kind of have a little, uh, you know, beef with that whole thing too, is there are a lot of people that do functional medicine that like, probably shouldn't be there. It's the same as conventional medicine. They're like, you know, do a couple tests and like take all these supplements. Don't patient doesn't know what they're doing, you know, and you get these people that have these laundry lists of all these supplements. They have no idea where they're taking them. They're spending so much money on them basically to have really expensive pee. I mean, you know, like what are they actually doing? And so, um, it kind of gives it a bad name. Um, I very much love science and the providers that I work with, we are very science-based. That's a big thing in healthcare is like evidence-based. There isn't an evidence base for everything, but we really try to um, follow science. And um, and that is something that I feel like sets us apart in our clinic than a lot of like what you would say people that do functional medicine. But overall, what functional medicine is for anybody that's listening, if they're kind of still like, what is it? Because I get that question all the time. It's more of just, I like to call it root cause medicine. Um, symptoms are your body telling you something. 
and I'm sure you can speak to this too, until you start paying attention, our lives are so go, go, go that we are not in tune with our body and it is always talking to us. And so if you have a headache at 2 PM every day, it doesn't mean you have a Tylenol deficiency. It probably means how long have you been on your screens? How did you sleep the night before? And so it really is like taking a deep dive into your body. What is going on? What is your body trying to tell you? And then kind of creating a treatment plan that helps get to the root cause and not just, you know, band-aid it. Right. So, so is that where the term, so from my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, functional medicine is actually, people can be certified in functional medicine and it's an actual course that people actually, uh, there's a curriculum that you have to follow mm -hmm. to get that signification or whatever. So then is, is integrative medicine, is that different? Cause, cause I hear both terms. So yeah. I hear integrative They're used health, interchangeably. They're used interchangeably. But the difference is, though, functional medicine, for somebody to say that term is an actual course. It is, yes and no. You don't have to be certified. I'm actually not certified. So one of the big functional medicine groups, it's kind of like the gold standard Institute of Functional Medicine, IFM. I've done four courses through them. There's probably three or four left that I haven't done but you have to pay a lot of money to sit for a board and take a test. That licensure isn't anything higher than like being a nurse practitioner. So personally, I chose to not get certified. Um, so you can, anybody can say, I mean, you can be, and I'm not knocking chiropractors. I just was at the chiropractor this morning, but you can be a chiropractor and say that you do functional medicine, or you can be a dietitian and say that you do it. And you don't have to have any credentials to do that. So I always encourage patients like research who you're seeing, like, you know, just like if you were picking a church, you know, like, do they teach from the Bible or do they not? Like anybody can say that they're doing things. And so it really comes down to a patient vetting the person they're seeing um, and how they practice. And on top of that too, like, what's that connection? Like, do you have a great rapport and relationship and all of that too? But so you don't have to be credentialed. Okay, so so this is how I've explained some things to, to people when I'm telling them my story. And so tell me if this is correct. So you have Western medicine, which is your, your tea, you're taught to, to treat illness, mm -hmm. right? And then you have the opposite end of the spectrum, which is Eastern medicine, which is all holistic. And then you've got this functional integrative medicine, which kind of both worlds mm -hmm. meet together. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? It is. And it's one thing that a lot of patients say they really love about um, our clinic and me as a practitioner in my old clinic, even though I was in that traditional system, I still kind of practice this way is it's both. I prescribe meds every day. Absolutely. I'm going to keep up my licensure to be able to even prescribe controlled medications because testosterone, I do hormone replacement for patients. That's a controlled medication. Um, and so I will still keep that up because sometimes somebody is in such a bad place that you have to get them potentially on some medications to get them to where maybe they're not going to be on it forever, but it's, it's a good, like, um, bridging the gap there. Um, and so, uh, it's, it is, it's a good combination. Again, not everybody does that. Um, and so you want to make sure if what you're looking for as a patient, if that, if you are on medications and you're trying to find a new provider, like let's say you're coming to me for primary care, I do functional medicine and primary care, um, then you would want to make sure if you're on medications that the person you're seeing could prescribe them because not everybody can. So, right. Yeah. And that's what I love about um, this type of medicine. This is the only medicine that I do now. When I go to the doctor, I want, uh, I want to know where I'm at. 
what I need to do to be better, my brain better, my body better, my health better. And I do have one prescription hormones that I take. And, but I, I don't, I want to do things as natural as possible because literally putting all those different things in my body that I used to go and just, you know, get put on all these medications, um, isn't always the best. At least it, I have found it's not the best for my health. Right. And, and so I love that. Um, okay. So a typical visit. So let's say I'm a new patient for you and I'm coming in and I've got some different things that I'm trying to figure out. Tell me, walk us through what a typical visit looks like with you. Well, I can give you a great example. I'll talk about the patient I just saw as I was rushing here because we went a little bit over in our, in our visit this morning, but she is actually in healthcare also. And um, she has what I would say a lot of disease of lifestyle. So she's stressed out. She's busy. She's a mom of three little kids. And so we did a really big deep dive and in just into her lifestyle. That is frustrating for some patients because again, it kind of makes it feel like um, this is my fault or I'm not doing something. And when you're feeling really terrible, you're like, no, really, there has to be something wrong with me. So a lot of times when you deep dive into some of these things, I mean, I'm going into what is it, what was it like when your mom was pregnant? What was that situation like? How health, how was your health as a kid? Were you on a lot of medications and antibiotics? Um, have you had trauma in your history? Um, there's a really good book, if uh, any listeners haven't um, heard of it, called um, The Body Keeps the Score. Our physical body is a representation of everything that has happened to us in our life and even sometimes in our family. Um, and so that's really important to understand where somebody's coming from because that manifests over time into physical symptoms. Um, and so we really deep dive into like nutrition and sleep and stress and what are you doing for all of that? And we take all those pieces and put them together. We figure out what type of testing we want to do. So for her this morning, she has a lot of gut issues. I specialize specifically in thyroid, gut, and hormone. And so um, we are ordering a few labs. I'm about to go out of town for my 40th birthday coming up. And so all of those results will start trickling in while I'm gone. And then we already have our appointment set up. We'll go over everything and then make our plan from there. And I gave her a few action steps in the meantime. She's got a Peloton bike in her house that she isn't riding. So we're like, just, we're going to start slow on that. You can't do too much at once. I know you know that too. You can really overwhelm even your physical body, but just someone who's stressed out and overwhelmed, you tell them you got to change your diet. You got to work things. out. You got to do all this stuff. It's just like, Ugh. and what do people do when they're stressed out? They shut down and they don't do it. And so, um, so she has a few little action steps as we're kind of trying to get those puzzle pieces. Um, but in my practice before I would have maybe 15 minutes with a new patient and there's no way you can deep dive into some of those things. And so, um, I'm always very careful when I compare both of those systems because, um, these are my friends and my family and my patients and um, that are still in that system, sadly. And so they're not doing it like they're not bad people. It's the systems. So it's a systemic issue. And so they're there. They went into healthcare because they want to help people. They just don't have the resources to do it. And so um, very often, I think all clinics are going to be a little different, but you're going to have 60 or 90 minute visits for your, especially your initial. And I don't do any visits less than 45 minutes, even for a two week well child check. It's just, you need the time because at those visits specifically, I'm actually t helping take care of the mom too, you know? So, well, and that's, that's what it's all about because for somebody to really be able to know what's going on with a patient, you can't do that. My brother's, he's a pediatrician and and he was in a system he's not in that system anymore but he was in a system where they had three minutes per patient and mm, um, just, and, and he's like, a pediatrician and there's nothing wrong with um 
of course, medicine is medicine, but also it can be a business. And, and, and it, yes, somebody has to make money at it, absolutely. But I do think that making it patient-centered is, is huge. And really kind of, like you said, doing that deep dive and finding things out, that's how we were able to find, because like I said before, the whole reason I went to my doctor in the first place was because I was having hot flashes, not because I wasn't about to tell anyone I was having issues with my brain, mm -hmm. but because of the deep dive into my family history and so forth was when that came out. So I think that deep dive is huge and it, it, it doesn't cover a lot of things. So it is, I it's love really that. important. And yeah. you know, it, it's, I meet with people that will frequently say they haven't felt well for 25 years. That's a big question I ask. When was the last time you felt well? Well, let's when when was it? What did your life look like then? Oh, it was before you got into this job or before you got into this relationship or it was before kids and and so we try to go back in that time and there are some people who say they never remember a time they felt well. And so, I mean, how could you deal with something like that in 10 minutes? Mm -hmm. Right. And that's what that's what a lot of patients are going for. Never mind that they waited two months to get in to see that person to maybe have 10 minutes. And so most of the time, patients are leaving with more questions than when they actually walked in. Mm -hmm. And that is really defeating for, for people. So. so so that's one of the things. I don't ever want to say that all doctors are bad because they're not. But I think this specific type of medicine can be really, really good. And I think it's, um, it's yes, it can be holistic, but if you have to be on prescriptions, then, then that may be something you need to do for sure. So let's go into if somebody has been going to their regular doctor and they're interested in, in, in this type of medicine, then what do they, it, are you guys cash pay? We are, and luckily, yes, I always luckily, say that. Right, yeah. and, and, and that's what I've been used to. So talk mm -hmm. us through a little bit about that, how somebody, if they're even interested, do you guys do a screening or a phone call first just to kind of talk through? Um, because it's not, if somebody wants to just take a pill to get better, then this probably isn't the type of medicine yeah. for you. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about that. And if somebody wants to make an appointment, kind of walk through that step for me. So when I said, luckily, gladly, we don't take insurance, um, insurance is a big barrier, especially for holistic healthcare. So there is this big disconnect with patients and I experienced it for years in the system I was with before, where if your insurance doesn't cover it, they're not going to do it. Well, guess what? Your insurance does not care about you or your health. So a lot of the times when I tell people, if your insurance isn't going to cover it, it's probably because you need it and probably because it's going to get you healthy. Um, I know that sounds crazy, but it really is. And I always encourage people just to start paying attention. Even if what I'm saying right now sounds crazy and it sounds conspiracy or whatever, just start paying attention because we're just kind of on the hamster wheel. Um, but um, insurance is a barrier a lot of times. And um, so when we take insurance out of the equation, now we get to decide what is best. So we can meet for however long we want, whenever we want, uh, talk about whatever we want, and we have the power back. Now as a provider, I can now order labs and, and a workup that I feel like you need without even thinking about insurance. And as a patient, you have the power back again to decide what you think is best for you too. Um, is it a barrier? It is because it can be expensive. I mean, I frequently have patients telling me they're spending $900 a month on their insurance for their family of four, and they've never met their deductible. And um, they still don't have the access that they that they need that they deserve that they're paying for. Um, and so, um, you know, sometimes it takes people exploring it and being like, okay, well, that's 
Uh, I don't think I can do that right now, but they can start saving for it. You can use your HSA, FSA plans. Um, so that's a really big asset. If, if, if you have access to those and you are not using them, I would highly encourage you to do that. That is not financial advice, but I mean, the tax benefits and, and all of that are just really big for that. So it's a, it's a benefit that people should really be using and is great in a situation like this because you can bank that money up and easily go in and pay for for example, one year of a program with me is 1500 bucks. Sounds like a lot out of pocket, but if you have a card like that, you can pay for it slowly or like save up for something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I think that answers the question on like why we don't take insurance. Correct, yes. And everybody still needs it. And I tell that to everybody. We need it for high cost things, mm-hmm. for emergencies, for things we don't Accidents, plan for. All like, of that. like cancer, yeah. like if you, you know, some big diagnosis that might need other things right. as well. Mm-hmm. And not every clinic accepts insurance for some things. At our clinic specifically, we've taken insurance out of the visit again, because, right, we want our power back. We want to do what we think is best. Um, but they can still use their insurance for lab work or imaging. I mean, you need your mammograms. I want everybody to do their colonoscopy when it's time. Um, So insurance is used for those things. Um, Not every clinic does that because it is a lot of extra hoops. But again, I want to make it affordable and accessible for people. And so we do a little bit of the extra work to use insurance when we can. Mm -hmm. Very good. Very good. So if someone wants to get a hold of you, what, how do they get a hold of you and talk a little bit about where you work and, 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 how people are going to get sure. in touch. So just outside of me and my clinic, let's say you're listening and you're like, okay, I've always wondered about this and I kind of want to know what the next steps could be. Look up functional medicine in your whatever area you're in. Um, you'll get a list of clinics. Um, even though we don't love the term functional medicine, we do use it a lot in our SEO and and a lot of when we talk about medicine because that's how you can find us, right? When people, it's the two groups. And so if this isn't working, they're going to say, okay, functional medicine. So you can find that for your area. For me specifically, I work at a clinic called Gillette Health. Um, Dr. Kyle Gillette and uh, Dr. Or, and James um, O'Hara, the nurse practitioner, um, they both were at a, a functional medicine clinic that was like telemedicine. And so they started the clinic and I joined them this past year in September. Um, so, um, I'm the only one that also, not only do I do functional medicine, but I do primary care too. That's a big passion of mine. Um, and so, um, I'm the provider in the clinic that does that. Um, you can go onto our website, gillettehealth.com and see all the different services that we offer. We do aesthetics and we've added that on in the last couple months, which has been awesome. Uh, people want to look their best, feel their best, you know, um, for as long as they can. And so we, one of the things I, we didn't kind of get to a little bit ago though, was when you're talking about integrative and functional medicine, they are used interchangeably, but there is even further this whole umbrella of health. There's a lot of different terms, health optimization, longevity medicine. Um, and just the idea is again, and that's what cued me to think of it was, um, look your best and feel your best. Like we don't want to just have a lifespan. We want to have a, a span of health. And so if you don't have health, you don't have anything, right? And so we want to find ways to optimize people's health, not just fix maybe chronic conditions, but um, obviously fix those. And then what comes after that is like, you know, getting to where you can feel maybe the best that you ever have. And it's really cool to have a patient say, not only am I feeling better, but I've never felt this good. And that is really rewarding. Right. So Absolutely. That's rewarding. Yeah. And that's kind of the end goal. I mean, yeah. we all want to feel better and, yeah. and be our best. Right. Um, so real quick, is if somebody's wanting to just 
dip their toe into this. Mm -hmm. um, is there anything besides getting in touch with you and scheduling um, a consultation? Is there a book or any resources, like you said, going online and looking up functional medicine mm -hmm. or integrated medicine, but is there any other books or resources that you would highly suggest? You mentioned one earlier. Mm -hmm. um, any others that you would suggest people listen to? Oh my to gosh, or look there's at? so much. I'm kind of a podcast obsession. I listen to them all the time. I was listening, even it was five minutes from my clinic to come here today. And um, I listened to one that just popped on the radio or on the, on the screen when I came down. Um, I really, there are a lot of influencers that are getting into this, which you also have to very much vet those, mm -hmm. you know, who's, what's their credentialing, you know, what's their background. Um, but there's a handful author that I really like. I really like Dr. Hyman. We've talked about his podcast before. Um, and really what it comes down to at the end of the day, it's, it's lifestyle medicine. That's again, another one of those terms, right? Is like, even if you had no prior knowledge, um, or didn't know where to start, what's your diet look like? Are you moving your body? You don't have to go get a gym membership. You know, you can pop a YouTube video on moving your body is important. What are you doing for stress management? How much water are you drinking? What's your community like? That was a big thing during COVID. Everybody was so isolated. We really saw a lot of effects from that, you know? So do you have a spiritual connection? That's a really big one. Um, you know, when you talk to people and they just don't know what their purpose is here on this earth and, and the, that connection, I mean, that's a big part of our health. Um, sunlight, nature, again, really big part. And so um, I always say pick something in each of those little areas that you could change. It doesn't cost any money. Um, and uh, we can all find ways to feel better. Um, but again, I find it all the time when someone's feeling really terrible, they just have something has to seriously be wrong, you know, and then you 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 talk to them and, and their lifestyle just crap. <laughs> I mean, you know, and so I hear it and I'm like, well, I'm not surprised you're telling me you don't feel well because, you know, um, and so nobody really sits and takes stock of that and uh, takes a little history of themselves. So you could do that right now. You could um, turn this off and listen, get a piece of paper and just start writing out like, do you need to cut out soda? Like, are you eating out too much? Um, are you maybe not eating enough? That's a big thing that I find, especially with women. Um, especially like in our age range too, it was like, don't eat too much, work out all the time, you know, eat everything low fat. <laughs> and you're just, you start to look at it as like, oh my gosh. And so, um, again, that's like a product of society and uh, it's, it's why people are so unhealthy right now. Food is medicine. I truly believe that mm -hmm. something I've always struggled with personally. So I connect with patients a lot with that, um, because I've had a really poor lifestyle in my history. And, um, and so I think that just finding somebody that you connect with, um, and finding some resources of things that can be affordable and accessible for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love all that. That's very good advice. And I hope that people who are listening, who are in Kansas city, that you guys would seek out Amanda. She's amazing. We talk all the time. And uh, so seek her out. And the best way for them to get a hold of you again is? Uh, GilletteHealth.com. So not like the razor. G-I-L-L-E-T-T. -T, no E on the end. GilletteHealth.com. Okay. Wonderful. And uh, we didn't mention, but you can do meet and greets. I do those. And we do intake visits um, with a couple of our nurses that do those. So to answer questions, you can schedule a quick intake on our website. And um, you'll get 15, 30 minutes with a nurse to kind of answer a lot of the questions and find out if you're a good fit. 
thank you. Yeah, thank you. Did I miss anything? No, no, I'm everything? so glad that we did this. We've talked about it for a little while, and yes. obviously every week at our networking group, we're like, you know, talking about little stuff like this. Right, so, exactly. Um, it's really cool to be out there, like, changing people's lives. Exactly, and exactly. So, yeah. Trying to make a positive influence. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Well, thank you for being here. And thanks so much for joining us today. We'll see you next time for another edition of Bringing Hope to Alzheimer's.